Happy New Year! You're listening to the Choose to Think podcast, where we focus on taking thoughts captive and giving thanks in everything. And the result? We walk daily with a renewed mind. I'm Victoria D. Walker, your thought coach. Stay tuned for perhaps the very best topic to discuss for this new year. It's all about the most important component of any goal or resolution you have in mind, or any endeavor for that matter that you're hoping to accomplish. And if you don't believe me, have you heard of Tom Silva from This Old House? He says that without a good one of these, you're sunk. Keep listening to find out what he's referring to. And welcome to the show. I'm so glad you're here. Before we dive in, I want to remind you that it's not too late to join the Fired Up Mind Challenge. Come on in and see what all the hubbub is about. We're taking a deep dive into neuroscience. We'll talk the brain-gut connection and exactly how our thoughts impact our emotions and actions. Come on over. It's absolutely free. Look at this challenge. It runs two weeks as boot camp for your brain and your mind. I mean, if you're feeling a bit overwhelmed or even discouraged about this new year, or you don't really know where to start, join this group of Bible-believing gal pals who want to start 2021 on sure footing. You'll find encouragement for the journey, meet other Christians, and find clarity of thought and hope for what lies ahead. I've designed different levels of challenges. You can pick one or several. It's all up to you. So visit victoriadwalker.com slash challenge to sign up now. That's victoriadwalker.com slash challenge. Okay, now what was home builder and general contractor Tom Silva talking about? He said without a good foundation, you're sunk. And you're thinking, well, of course, but hold on. I'd like for us to really think about this both literally and spiritually. Let's have fun and make some practical and relatable connections with our Christian walk. A solid foundation for a home is not generally visible to the naked eye. There are several different types of foundations like concrete, but for the purpose of this message, just imagine rocks or stones as as the foundation, just like in Bible times. Foundations basically serve three overarching purposes that you probably could have guessed. And I also think you will start seeing the spiritual analogies right here. Well, these foundations are designed to one, bear a load, Two, protect from external elements like water, wind, high and low temperatures. And three, resist movement of the earth around it. Okay, now wait. First first off, I should have said this. Why are we even chatting about foundations? Well, because in our target psalm for this episode, which is Psalm 127, the very first verses say this, quote, unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who build it. Unless the Lord guard this, guards the city, the watchmen keep awake in vain. It's vain for you to rise up early, to retire late, to eat the bread of painful labors, end quote. Well, so what I'm suggesting here is that as we're entering the new year, let's consider all of our goals and hopes and aspirations, our resolutions, all of that, and make sure that we're building those and structuring those on something that's solid. I'd like to suggest that Jesus Christ is the solid foundation for us Bible-believing Christians, and not only the foundation, but also the chief cornerstone. And we'll come back to that in a moment. But what does all this mean? I mean, it sounds wonderful, but how do we actually apply this truth? this truth to our lives. Okay, so go with me here. Christ is our foundation and we are like the builders. This is why what we do in our life, our purpose, really does take on great meaning. The labor of our hands and our hearts really does matter. And now I'm thinking of the three little pigs. Well, do you remember what each of their houses were made of? Straw, sticks, and bricks, right? 
So maybe we can pause for a moment and ask ourselves if, is this question, is my labor in God's kingdom made of straw, which can easily be blown down, sticks, which will easily tumble down, or bricks, which will stand the test of high winds and adversity? You know, each of us is called to offer to God the very best gifts and talents that he has bestowed upon us. Our lives don't have to appear extravagant to do this. In other words, you can advance the kingdom of God and give him glory through the work of your hands and heart in many, many, many different ways. Whether you're a housewife or you work a nine to five, that's all between you and God. The idea here is that whatever you are building will indeed be tested along the way. Listen to how the Apostle Paul writes it in 1 Corinthians 3, and it sounds a lot like the, the moral from the three little pigs to me. He says this, quote, for we are God's fellow workers. You are God's field, God's building according to the grace of God, which was given to me like a wise master builder. I laid a foundation and another is building on it, but each man must be careful how he builds on it. For no man can lay a foundation other than the one which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now, if any man builds on the foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw, each man's work will become evident for the day will show it because it is to be revealed with fire and the fire itself will test the quality of each man's work. If any man's work, which he has built on it remains, he will receive a reward. If any man's work is burned up, he will suffer loss, but he himself will be saved yet. So as through fire, end quote. Gospel writer Luke records Jesus talking about two types of foundations, rock or sand. Now think about it. Which one do you want to build your house upon? Or you could even say your goals, your worldview, your resolutions, your whatever you want to aspire to do this year. Well, here's what Jesus said, quote, Everyone who comes to me and hears my words and acts on them, I will show you whom he is like. He is like a man building a house who dug deep and laid a foundation on the rock. And when a flood occurred, the torrent burst against that house and could not shake it because it had been built well. Actually, it says well built. Sorry. But the one who has heard and has not acted accordingly is like a man who built a house on the ground without any foundation and the torrent burst against it and immediately it collapsed. And the ruin of that house was great. End quote. So let's pause for just a second. Ask ourselves these questions. Is what I'm building upon my foundation, is it made to bear a load? Okay. Will this foundation protect from external elements? Will it offer stability and security when the earth moves around it? If our foundation isn't on the truth of God's word and Jesus Christ himself, we are basically sunk. Some of us learn it the hard way. So here's a bit of a testimonial. There was a time in my life when I was, for lack of better words, spiritually lost. Fortunately, I was a seeker and ultimately I encountered truth, aka Christ. You know, the heart is has a mighty hungry appetite. Well, I kept trying every new book, every new idea, every new fad about how to find happiness and fulfillment, how to parent, how to be a wife, all of those things. I was just seeking, 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 seeking. And things would work for a while. Uh, yeah, like they do, right? They work for a while and then boom, crash. Well, I struggled a lot in college. I had problems with people-pleasing, performance, food issues and hang-ups, relationships, you name it. On the outside, I looked fine, but on the inside, I was suffering big time. 
Can you remember seasons of your life like that? You know, when you were trying to put the pieces of your life together, but nothing ever quite seemed seemed to fit just quite right. And each new quote solution that came around and you, you grabbed it, it was glittering, you grabbed it, was like that jigsaw puzzle piece that looks like it's a true fit. And you can squeeze it into the other pieces, but it doesn't quite have that instant flush fit feel to it. You know what I'm talking about? But you try to convince yourself, oh yeah, it is the right piece. It goes right there. It does fit. And you may even leave it there for a while until toward the end of the puzzle completion, you realize, whoops, nope, that piece does not actually fit. It doesn't work. Well, that's kind of what I was dealing with internally for a good portion of my adult life. What made it worse is that I thought I was a Christian along the way. And sometimes when you're blinded spiritually, you don't know it. I mean, a physically blind person, yeah, they're quite aware that that they have no sense of sight. But when it comes to the unseen spiritual world, it's easy to be duped. You think you're on the right track. You think you've got that right puzzle piece, but it doesn't quite deliver. It doesn't fit. Maybe you're looking for truth, for fulfillment, for purpose, but you never can quite seem to find it. Maybe your truth is in your intellectual pursuits. You're probably extremely intelligent. Perhaps your truth is in the works of your hands on your own foundation. Maybe you have an impeccably picked up house and you may even serve just the greatest of meals. And maybe you think it's all about being a good person, you know, that quote, good person. And who defines that good, by the way? That's a little side thought. Well, you know, you're the first one to volunteer to help at the soup kitchen. Maybe you believe that as long as you tithe as a Christian, you're good. You're good to go. Well, as long as your kids behave and look presentable, you consider yourself an A-plus mom. You know, I was in some ways all of these people, but inside I was lost and broken. Finally, I made such selfish and prideful decisions that my very soul came to ruin. Thank goodness. This was indeed the very best thing that had ever happened to me. Why? Because suddenly I could see. I wasn't, it was just like in the beautiful hymn, Amazing Grace. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. And before we go on, let's take a quick break from our sponsor. Most of you listening are Christians. Your testimonies and stories are, I mean, they're vastly different from mine. What I'm trying to say is that I know well that person who keeps pawing the ground saying, isn't there something more to life? Is this as good as it gets? Don't I deserve better than this? Look how hard I've worked and how much I've done for others. Well, that person and for me, I'm speaking like of myself here, it, you know, that was an extremely lonely place to be. Thank goodness that God built us with longing hearts. He gives us the dignity to choose to love him or not. And for some of us, it takes a while to come around to accept his magnificent love, grace, and spiritual insight. So when it comes to foundations, if your puzzle pieces are not quite fitting properly, even if a few pieces appear to fit, you're in for a rude awakening down the road. The puzzle will need to be broken apart and restructured. And this is where it gets really good. When your foundation is properly laid, you have security, peace, hope, and purpose. You are good to go. Nice letter roll, right? Well, do you know what the most important part of any foundation is? I think you do. It's the cornerstone. I mean, one stone needs to start the entire process, right? Just think about it. This stone is the very first stone that is placed. All other stones are laid in reference to this one. So that cornerstone is the central only 
reference. If the cornerstone is not laid properly, loss of structural integrity is just a matter of time. The cornerstone also orients, orients and gives direction for the entire building itself. So the cornerstone is our reference and our guide. It is the most critical component of the foundation. Nowadays, cornerstones, you know, quote, cornerstones are ornamental in nature, and they're typically above ground as a part of a building's facade. Often they contain the date that the building was erected or some other historic fact. You've seen them all over all kinds of different buildings. But we're talking about something that's kind of unseen, right? The original cornerstone underground beneath the surface. That's what we're talking about here. So just listen to these verses that the Apostle Paul wrote to the Ephesians, who were Gentiles converted to the Christian doctrines and beliefs about how Jesus Christ is the cornerstone in their new foundation. And it says this, quote, So then you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and are of God's household, having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone, in whom the whole building being fitted together is growing into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you also are being built together into a dwelling of God in the spirit, end quote. Or how about this? Listen to what Peter says to persecuted Christians living in Asia Minor at, at the time in 1 Peter 2. He refers to Jesus as a living stone rejected by men. And get this, he refers to the Christians also as living stones. What the heck does that mean? A li- you and I are living stones. Well, this is what Peter writes. Quote, and coming to him as to a living stone, which has been rejected by men, but is choice and precious in the sight of God. You also as living stones are being built up as a spiritual house for a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. For this is contained in scripture and little side note, he's quoting Old Testament scripture here. Behold, I lay in Zion a choice stone, a precious cornerstone, and he who believes in him will not be disappointed. This precious value then is for you who believe. For those who disbelieve the stone which the builders rejected, this became the very cornerstone and a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. For they stumble because they are disobedient to the word and to this doom they were also appointed. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for God's own possession, so that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. For you once were not a people, but now you are the people of God. You had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. End quote. So let me ask you a question. Is Jesus Christ a stumbling block for you in your spiritual journey, like he was for so many others, you know, and like he was for me, as I just explained to you a moment ago? Do you know how Jesus is different from all other gods? Have you ever considered that? Are you rejecting him because your foundational beliefs are those that you've created, kind of like I did? Or how about this question? Are you fulfilled in your life, truly fulfilled and with purpose? And Okay, let me just tell you right now that the Christian life is not all rosy-dozy, you know, 
easy peasy lemon squeezy, all of that. I mean, I love that that passage I just read that said we're growing into a holy temple. That's progressive. That's happening right now. It, it, the last I heard, it was a cross that we're carrying as we follow Christ. We are yoked with Him, so thank goodness for that. But, but it's it's not we're we're not the storms rage whether we're Christian and we're believers or not. The storms are there. The point is is that we do have we have you know God universally loves everyone, right? And God has a yearning love for for those who are lost. But then God also has the redemptive love, that redeeming love that he offers, this special privilege that he gives us who believe in him and who set him as our foundation. And but that still doesn't mean that it's not difficult at times. All right? And and let me also say that just because you and I are Christians, it does not mean that we may not sin or fall short of how God intends for us to live our lives. But with our hearts longing for him, confessing our sins and repenting or turning away from them, when we fall, God has the power to restore us because we're built on on a foundation that lasts and that can stand the test of time. Jesus Christ bore the load and life's weight and freight upon his shoulders for you and for me. He died for you and for me to offer us eternal life and that hope that's beyond this earthly existence. It is Jesus Christ who is our refuge, our security, our peace when the external winds are howling and the waves are crashing in on us. Haven't we felt it? Didn't we feel it in 2020? Well, it is Jesus Christ, our sure foundation, who doesn't budge, though the mountains fall and the earth gives way. And practically speaking, what is this great privilege we have as Christians? Well, it means that today, you and I don't have to go it alone. We are not built to carry the load of 21st century life. We come in instead under Christ's yoke that is easy and light. He bears the load. Our job, trust and obey. It means that for you and I, um, that we're not to be swept away by worldly beliefs and trends. We don't proclaim that sinful behavior is okay in an effort to be somehow tolerant and kind or nice. I mean, we want to be, you know, kind and nice and patient and all of those things, but we have to call it like God calls it, right? Our cornerstone calls the shots. He is the reference and the guide. He is the truth. Indeed, he's the way, the truth, and the life. It means that you and I, humble servants to the one true God, we pick up our cross and we follow him, come what may. We do not give way to fear. Let me say that again. We do not give way to fear. We reject it. We don't want to reside there. We don't go there. We don't partner with the enemy when he incites fear. Like, no, that is not where we camp out. You know what? We also know that if we stumble, he's there to dust us off and breathe fresh hope and life into our weary bones. Don't you want that? I do. You know, if I'm wrong in the end, well, I've tried my best to live a decent life and to dust I'll go. But if your foundation and your worldview are wrong, in the end, you have a whole lot more to lose. You may lose eternal life with God. You may lose his presence after you die. Your works and mine are going to be judged, and we will not be ashamed of what we've built. Let's commit to building our, quote, homes, all our goals, all the endeavors we'd like to tackle this year, all the adventures we're longing to take, all our new year and new life resolutions on the one and only sure foundation of Jesus Christ.
Okay, now let's hear that beautiful Psalm 127. Psalm 127, the NASB version. Unless the Lord builds a house, they labor in vain who build it. Unless the Lord guards the city, the watchman keeps awake in vain. It is vain for you to rise up early, to retire late, to eat the bread of painful labors, for he gives to his beloved even in his sleep. Behold, children are a gift of the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior, so are the children of one's youth. How blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them. They will not be ashamed when they speak with their enemies in the gate. And this is the word of the Lord. Father, thank you for being our sure foundation. Thank you for offering your son as a sacrifice for all our sins and as a gift for salvation and eternal life. Thank you for reminding us to place all our efforts, aspiration, goals, and dreams in this life upon your truth that will stand the test of time. From all our efforts, burn away anything that is not of you. Show us if we're trying to lay a brick that's not what you would have us to lay. And thank you for being the great restorer and the repairer of broken walls. Reveal to us our true purpose in this life, which is to bring you glory and advance your kingdom. Show us just how to do this. Teach us to shine our light so that others might know you and be drawn to your eternal truth. Help us to trust you and obey your word. Help our thoughts and our actions line up with your will. In Jesus' name, amen. And that's a rat brain changer. But hold on. What's the merch design for this episode? It's I Choose to Build on the Rock. And if this is your New Year's resolution and mine, we surely won't go wrong. So I'll catch you next next week, same time, same place. And until then, Dios primero y que Dios te bendiga. Ciao.